Welcome to Straight and Curly, a podcast for self-improvement junkies. I'm Kelly Exeter. And I'm Carly Jacobs. This is episode 130. Well, hello and welcome to Straight and Curly. I reckon we just jump straight into it this week, Kel, unless you've got anything cool to tell me. Oh, no, I don't, unfortunately. Um, yeah, we don't have any um, self-congratulatory things we can tell ourselves for no. being ahead of the game like we did last week. That's fine. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to go straight into my recommendation of the week. And my recommendation of the week is jigsaw puzzles. Um, yeah, it's funny, the last kind of couple of holidays, like we had a um, Easter, we were down in Yelling Up and then um, in the mid-year school holidays we were in Bali and both times there was just a puzzle at the place that we were staying at. So we did it. And this one that was in the house and Yelling Up like nearly broke me and my sister. <laughs> we, were, like, we were doing it in a place where it was like really bad light and we were having to use like the torches on our iPhones to distinguish the colors and it was a bit of a nightmare we did not think we were going to get it finished but we did and then the same thing in this house we stayed in in Bali it had a puzzle in the house um and then yeah once I'd done those two puzzles then next thing I get home and I, I go to like the bookshop and they had like three puzzles for $30 and I'm like I am totally all in on that and yeah since then because what I'm finding at the moment is if in the evenings um, the kids are watching something on TV, we all go to bed at like 7.30, uh, but after dinner and stuff, I, I don't want to watch what the kids are watching on TV. I don't have anything that I want to watch on TV, so I end up mindlessly scrolling on my phone and like read, you know, seeing the same things over and over and yeah. over. So I was like, what can I do that is not this? And I was like, oh, jigsaw puzzles. So, yeah. Such so a great idea. Yeah. So I usually have a, you know, a puzzle on the go all the time. And I will say this for jigsaw puzzles. Um, not only are they a great non-screen thing to do, but they're a really great mindfulness tool because you literally can't think about anything else but the jigsaw puzzle because you are just looking and trying things and putting things together the whole time. So it really is a very in-the-moment activity. It, you know, it's been really great for me because I haven't, you know, been able to, you know, usually if I stop and have a bit of white space, then my mind goes places that, you know, it's not really useful for it to go other than my scheduled sadness moments of the day. So, yeah, the jigsaw's just been fantastic. And actually, yeah, um, Tamsin asked in the group the other day about things that she could do with her partner that was what not watching TV and not not sex yeah <laughs> and um yeah a few people said jigsaw puzzles so glad to see I'm not the only one yeah, so, yeah I fully endorse jigsaw puzzles that's a good one um mine this week is boiled eggs I really think they're the <laughs> snack of champions I mean look it's not as fun as a muffin or like a whopping great chunk of chocolate but I find if I have a boiled egg at like 4 p.m gets me straight through till dinner time I'm into it so sometimes I forget that boiled eggs exist and then they yeah. I bring them back into my life and then I just think where were you you're wonderful yeah, you're right they're easy yeah uh, cool all right that was kind of like a random thing of the week but this is now you're official. <laughs> my official random thing of the week. Rant. So my random thing of the week isn't actually kind of particularly funny or weird this week. It's just like a nice thing that Ben and I have been doing. So most nights we um, sit down and have a chat about like what happened during the day and we give like star ratings for things that we did <laughs> that day. So I'd say like, 
pre-making meals on the weekend, five stars, or taking a proper lunch break to sit in the sun and read, five stars. But it also works the other way around. So tripped over in the kitchen and spilled curry all up the walls, zero stars. So it's just (laughs) like a cute way to go over the day, acknowledge the good stuff and laugh about the bad stuff. You do it with your kids or your partner or your roommates or yourself. And it's just a really nice, like little weird, cute way to end the day. Just, you know, acknowledging what Uh happened and kind of letting it go. Oh, I love that because like, I've tried doing things with my kids where it's like, what are you grateful for? Now? What's the best thing about your day? And they are just so not into it. Like they just flat out refuse to do it with me. So I'm going to try this one with them because I reckon that they might be on board with that one. But, but you, they can also say a bad one as well and give something yeah, zero stars. That's right. Um but I have my own random thing of the week <gasps> that I was doing. I'm so proud and excited. I'm so excited. So, Tell me, when you drink a hot drink, a hot drink like tea or coffee, do you <laughs> always drink every last bit? Do you empty the cup? No. No. See, I don't Definitely either. not. Actually. I always leave a bit in the bottom of the cup and I got to wondering today if other people do it or if it's just me. Well, A, it's because it's poisonous. B, what? No, it's not poisonous. That's just. <laughs> what I say when I don't eat a thing, it's poisonous. Oh. <laughs> um, a, it's poisonous. B, it depends. So if it's tea or coffee, I won't drink the last little bit because it's sedimenty. So tea would have mm. some like leftover scuzz in it from the tea bags and coffee would have like a little scuzzy bit in it as well. <laughs> if it's hot chocolate, I'm drinking every last mouthful. Every last bit. <laughs> Particularly yeah. because there might be some marshmallow down there. <laughs> yeah, I just noticed it that I did it today again and I was like, I always do this. Why do I do this? What is wrong with this last? And I don't, I don't. it's grainy, um, like you drink it and it's grainy and you've just had so many cups of tea that you're like, ew, that last mouthful's always really good. But I don't, I don't know that it is. I think, And I don't even like kind of um, consciously do it. Like I don't go to sip it and then go, ooh, it's just that last bit. I just always leave a, li- a, li- a little bit in the cup. So anyway, yes, I'd I want everyone to know this in the group. Oh, and I also needed to uh, mention something that came up in the group a couple of weeks ago when you and I were talking about toasties and I was telling oh, you yes. the difference between a toasty and a jaffle. Someone commented yes. and said that they were, um, they thought it was ironic that I was talking about toasties and jaffles and she was like, but you don't eat carbs. And she was just pointing out that. Oh, that, and that, that was the gotcha episode yeah, as well, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, so she was pointing out that she had a gotcha moment in the middle of our gotcha culture episode (laughs) and I had to reiterate that I literally have not eaten a toasted sandwich in like five years but I just (laughs) remember the difference between a jaffle and a toasty and also I have like I use I eat no grain of bread that I've mentioned a few times so that's low carb bread that you can definitely make a toasty out of and I just want to let people know the hot chocolate I just mentioned sugar-free hot chocolate it's avalanche (laughs) brand at Woolworths in case anyone is like, oh, my God, you said you don't but eat you sugar. But you don't eat sugar. It's sugar-free <laughs> hot chocolate. So also yeah. if you gotcha me, that's fine. But also you can't gotcha me. I am ungotchable. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So on to our topic for the week. And the topic for this week is six steps for getting out of your own way, by which I mean or we mean like so often in life our greatest obstacle tends to be ourselves. So consciously or not, we indulge in, you know, either self-sabotage or self-defeating or both kinds of behavior. 
And this can get in the way of us achieving our goals, even just living life the way that we want to. So, Carl, tell me, how do you self-sabotage yourself? So I had to think really hard about this. My (laughs) self-sabotaging is weird. I say yes to everything. So I don't have to throw my weight behind just one thing because I'm scared of failing if I put all my eggs in one basket. So I blog and I podcast and I copyright and I run crochet coach and I do client work. And every time I decide to back myself and not take on new clients, I get some new <laughs> clients inquiring and then I say yes and then the cycle continues. I can't say I'm Is that not- like the anti-law of attraction? Like you're deliberately not looking for new clients so you get some? Absolutely. Like I was not looking for any more work this year and I have been inundated and I'm like, come on, guys, I've got a kid, like give me a break. But, of course, I've said yes to everything because that's just who I am. <laughs> uh, look, I can't say I'm mad about this. I've been doing it for 10 years, but I do wonder what would happen if I just picked one thing and concentrated on it. I don't think that's in any way possible. I think I I enjoy waking up every day and doing completely different things. So I think that Mm. kind of overrides the desire to really throw my weight behind one thing. Uh, Another way I self-sabotage is that I walk away when things are too hard. So you'll know this from the last episode, (laughs) I am not very technically minded at all. And there are so many things I want to do with my business but I don't even know how to move an image two pixels to the left on either of my websites. And I know Kelly is just like <laughs> dying inside right now. I mean, thankfully I have VAs and good support for this. Um, and there are other things I really need to learn better, like Facebook ads and stuff, but I just glaze over it because it's so boring. I just want to create content. That's my yeah. superpower. I literally don't want to do anything else. Uh, But am I getting in my own way if I took the time to, um, you know, do all of the technical things behind that content? Like have I do have an SEO strategy, but if I had a better SEO strategy or cared enough to target the correct audiences or, you know, cared enough to create really excellent YouTube videos to, you know, put behind one of my brands, could I take over the world? Who knows? But also maybe I just won't and just keep doing the stuff that I like to do. And maybe you don't want to and maybe you don't want to take over the whole world. True, true. So um, I probably don't, otherwise I would have already. Correct. (laughs) Not no, sorry, (laughs) that wasn't like me saying I'm awesome, but I just kind of feel like people who have that motivation kind of do end up doing that. Yeah, that's it. Not me specifically, Um, everyone. No, no, Carly really would have taken over the world already if that was what she was wanting to do. It is, this is fact and truth. Um, so in the past, my main form of self-sabotage always used to be around overcommitting. So I never wanted to say no to anything because I just, like the, my main thing was I couldn't stand the thought of missing an opportunity. Um, but, you know, but then I hated being under the pump and stressed out all the time. So, you know, I would overcommit and overcommit be stressed out and under the palm. Then I have this big epiphany and uncommit from a whole bunch of things and then life would get under control. And then because life was so under control, I feel like I could take on new stuff and then taking on that new stuff, I get horribly overcommitted and stressed out again. And it was, oh, it was just a cycle that just kept on repeating itself. And I'm really embarrassed by how long it took me to get out of that cycle. But I did eventually do it and the first step in doing that was actually the first step that we're going to talk about now, which is Carl's. Okay. We are going to talk about step number one, which is to get honest with yourself about what you want, what you need to do to get there and how you're currently standing in your own way. So this means that you need to start dreaming in strategy and not 
theory. So think about how you could create or accomplish something, not if you could. So this can be really hard because a lot of the time we don't actually know what we want. So I want to give you an activity to do today. It's actually quite powerful. Write out what your dream day would look like hour by hour from when you wake up to when you go to sleep. The only thing you have to include is at least five hours of work. Yes. So that can be in any form, but it has to include that. So that could be, you know, working in your current job. It could be working in your own business, whatever, but it has to be included. Um, anything, the rest of it is completely up to you. Um, it's such a powerful exercise because you'll find things that you didn't even know were there. Yeah. So that was, you know, when I needed to get over this overcommitting thing that I was doing all the time, like I had to get really clear on who was suffering every single time I overcommitted. And that was my family. And it was interesting because Back in the day, it was always Ant, and I've spoken about this before, that suffered from my overcommitting, but I kind of figured he could handle it. But once the kids and Ant started suffering from that, I was able to just pull my head in a bit more and I got to a place where I was much, much better at what I said yes to and understanding that if I said yes to something, what was I saying no to? A lot of the time I was saying no to my family, so then I didn't say yes to that thing. Yeah. So... Step two in getting out of your own way is to remove distractions. Um, So our phones are obvious, like if you think of a distraction, your phone is the first thing that you think about. Um, Whether, you know, it's writing a report for work or getting out the door to do your daily exercise, your phone can get in the way with everything it contains on there. But really anything that makes it hard to focus on what's important is a distraction. So getting involved in drama that's got nothing to do with you, like, that's a distraction. So if you're buying into the fight that your friend's having with her mom, um, maybe that has something to do with you, but probably doesn't, um, and investing emotional energy on that, that's a distraction that maybe you don't need. Um, living in you know dishes in the sink when you work from home and you know that if you walk past those dishes, you're going to need to do them, like that's a distraction. Um, reading an article about 10 new marketing techniques you should try when you're in the middle of trying to implement and assess the viability of like an existing technique, that's a distraction. Oh, Kelly, you just broke my heart. I do that all the time. (laughs) And, And we all do it and we don't even, and the thing is these distractions masquerade as doing something useful. So I certainly feel like I'm doing something useful if I'm hanging clothes on the line or vacuuming the house in the middle of the day instead of doing work. Um, But the fact is I can do those things when my kids are home from school, but it's very hard for me to concentrate and work when my kids are home from school. And also I feel like I'm kind of stealing time from them if I'm in the office and away from them when they're home from school. So, but I know myself, you know, and I know that if those things are there to do, I will do them. So I remove them because I'll happily sabotage the work day by choosing to do chores instead of work. So I do all the chores before I drop the kids off to school. So when I come home, like there's literally nothing left to do, unfortunately, than sit down at my desk and get to work. So yes, number two is remove distractions. Ben actually does the exact same thing. So he does the morning shift with Harriet. So I get up early and he usually takes her to daycare. Um, and he, like while she's having breakfast and stuff, he kind of unstucks the dishwasher and takes the rubbish out and that kind of stuff and takes her to daycare. Then when he gets back, the house is tidy and we're all ready to go. It's so good. Yeah. I highly recommend it. So step number three is to set yourself up for up for success. If success requires you to get up early each morning, set a go-to-bed alarm each evening. Um, I kind of actually feel like that's easier said than done because before I had a child, I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to go to bed at like 10. No, no, I'm going to go to bed at like 11. 12 is fine. 
1 a.m. is also fine. <laughs> now I have a kid. I hop into bed at like nine and I'm out like a light. I'm yeah, just yeah, yeah. done. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's um, that, much easier said than done. If success is dependent on you eating wholesome food and you know you'll be getting home late from work on Thursday and you won't feel like cooking, go um, make some make ahead meals on the weekend. If success is dependent on you saving a certain amount of money each week, unsubscribe from all those email lists that send you special deals. You can always resubscribe to them later. Yeah. And then step number four, and we've kind of touched on this a uh, few episodes ago, start today, not tomorrow, not next week. Um you know, so when people stuff up or let something slip in, you know, they're trying to achieve something and they stuff up and let something slip, they'll tend to say, okay, that's fine. I'll start again next Monday or I'll start again next month. And I just think it's worth remembering these quotes uh, in a year's time. You'll wish you started today. I use that one a lot on myself. Um, and the other one is the best best time to plant a tree is 10 years ago and the second best time is today. Um so look, if there's something you really want to do, deciding you'll start any other time than today is usually self-defeating. So just start small, but start now. You know, if you want to write a book, write just one line, but write it today. If you want to save up $2,000 for a holiday, put $1 away, but put it away today. Because um, what you will find is if you do something small towards your goal, and you commit to doing that small thing every single day starting today, you'll be so much closer to your goal in a month's time than if you keep putting off starting until next week or next month. Exactly. Uh, step number five is to surround yourself with the right people. If you want to improve your fitness, hanging out with mates who spend all weekend at the pub isn't going to help. That doesn't mean you can't ever hang out with them, but maybe make friends with some people who do boot camps instead, at least for a while. So for example, hanging around with other smart business people like my friends, Chrissy from Hair Romance and Kate McKibben from Secret Bloggers Business, although I think she's just katemckibben.com now, um, but they've helped me achieve my business goals so much faster than I would have if I didn't have any business-minded mates. And also just having them as sounding boards when, because like it, it sounds really weird, but I'm very different to most of my friends. I have a different career. Um, my job is very different. My life looks very different. I know that makes it sound like, oh my God, I'm so unique and special. I'm such a <laughs> snowflake. Um, it's, it's just more that, you know, most of my friends go to an office and work every day. And like, that's kind of, that's, that, that, that's a big enough differentiator between us. So having people who know that kind of stuff about what you do that you can have conversations with is just so, so helpful. Um, and if there are people in your life who aren't supportive of your goals, you, you don't have to cut them out of your life, but you just need to cut back on the time you spend with them. Yes. Um, number six, step number six, oh, sorry, I just sounded so horrible. Like, yes, you must cut those people out of your life. No, <laughs> yes. just, but, yeah, as we Keep said, you don't need to, to the cut curve. them out of your life, but just you may need to just cut back. And it's okay to cut back when you're trying to achieve a goal. You're not cutting them out. You're being um, randomly ruthless today, Kelly. You're like me. Cut them out of your life. Skip, skip. <laughs> I know. It's a bit of a weird move. Um, so step six is to not get discouraged by slow progress or non-linear progress. So we do like to think that the success we achieve should always be directly proportional to the level of effort we are putting in, but that is seldom the case. And, you know, as an example, you know, Ant and I slogged away with our businesses for nearly 12 years <clears throat> before we figured out the structure and the form those businesses should take in order for them to give our family the life that we wanted. Um, and, you know, happily 
kind of towards the end of last year, we we got to that place. But, you know, in the 12 years previous, you know, there were so many things that worked, but there was also so many things that didn't work. And we didn't know something didn't work until we tried it and not just tried it, but tried it properly. And you have to get comfortable with the fact that, you know, I did, I actually got quite frustrated with this with regards to business. It's just like everything is a process, mm. unfortunately. Like there's no, no switches you can flick, you know, if you – if there's something that's not working, you put something in place to make it better or to, you know, fix it and you don't know if that thing's going to work or not and it's going to take a little while to find out if it does and if it doesn't work, then you've got to try something else and then you've got to try something else, you know. And, you know, so progress is usually non-linear, uh, non-linear and it's also often much, much slower than we want it to be and if you can't get comfortable with that, you're just going to find yourself easily distracted Um and you're going to be back at step two before you know it. So there you go. There's a, <laughs> a warning bell to finish on. Oh. <laughs> um, so that's the end of um, kind of our topic for the day. And we're going to go on to what kicked our ass this week. And um, by the time you listen to this, we'll be into term four. Um, but right now it is the end of term three of school. And term three of school has kicked my ass. And I remember doing the same last year. I remember getting to the end of term three last year and going, what just happened? Um, it's just a really, really busy term at school as sports carnivals. And it just feels like everything is in term three. Um, and I think lots of parents, school-aged children will be feeling me right now. But, yes, term three has kicked my ass, but it is nearly done. We're on holidays late next week and really looking forward to it. I completely agree about term three as a former teacher. There was just something so yeah. like term three is where all the stuff happens. It's all of the yeah. tests and the and it's the most important part because you have to get all the stuff done before the before term four. Because nothing happens in four, term four. No, and if does. and you like as a teacher, you kind of dick around in term one. And then in term two, you're like, oh, we should probably do some stuff. And then in term three, you're like, oh my God, I needed to it's be doing like so much stuff. more stuff. And then you just do all <laughs> the stuff in term three. And then the first two weeks of term four are intense. And then the rest of term four is just like la 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 Christmas. <laughs> That is my synopsis <laughs> of the school year. Uh, so my kicked our ass is actually very similar to Kelly's is school holidays. So we've got Hattie in daycare and it's part of a school. So naturally they go on holidays and it's it's quite fine. We just work in split shifts, but during the holidays, we don't really get to see each other much because yeah. I work from seven till two and then Ben works from two till nine and we, what we call aircraft, which is taking care of Harriet. So there's a thing that pilots say to each other when they hand control. So if you're the pilot and you want to hand controls to the co-pilot, you say your aircraft and they say my aircraft. Uh. <laughs> so when we're handing over care of Harriet, I say your aircraft and he says my aircraft and that's our, so we call it aircrafting when we're the one. <laughs> we're weird. Um, so, are cute. <laughs> so, um, so we don't really get to see each other much like during the holidays. Um, and when she's in care, we both get our work day and then we have our evenings together, but pretty sure my mum's going to come stay with us for a few days next week, which isn't necessary, but is lovely because she gets to spend time with her lolly and, you know, we can do our work during the day, which is very, very lovely. So moving on to kicked ass. Um, on the weekend, my best friend and I, she lives in Melbourne and I visited her when I was in Melbourne, we snuck away to the movies to see Downton Abbey because we watched it together mm. when we were both child-free and fancy-free uh, and we smuggled little tiny bottles of Prosecco in 
And it was just so <laughs> nice. Well, we actually, because we were running late. So, because, you know, she's got a two-year-old and a four-month-old and I've got a nine-month-old. Oh, so we basically God. just haven't been alone in two years. Um, <laughs> and so we, like, we managed to get both of our partners to uh, take care, to aircraft the children while we went to the movies. And so we're running into the movies and we're running late and the, <laughs> the guy behind the counter, so she's like, she goes to the counter, she goes, I'll have two glasses of wine, please. And he said, yeah, we don't we don't have wine here. And we just both oh. went, that's a shame. And then just without a word got our tickets and then bolted down to the coals and just bought this little four-pack of Prosecco and, like, shoved it into our bags. It was so fun. It was just really nice, like, having that thing where it just kind of makes you feel like yourself again. And I'm really, yeah. I'm really loving this first year of parenting and I really don't feel very hard done by at all. But doing the things that I, but slowly being able to do the things that I used to do is just making me feel good and more like myself again. So yeah, that's really nice. Oh, nice. Well, I'm going to, for my kicked ass, I'm going to circle back to the start of this show and I'm going to say I finished um, the latest jigsaw puzzle that I've been working on today. Fancy. And I did pretty much the whole thing by myself. And I'm pretty proud of myself because all the other puzzles I've done this year, like have been kind of group efforts or, you know, and often Jaden does a big chunk of the puzzles, but not this time. This time I did pretty much the whole thing on my own. Um, and so it was very, very satisfying putting in the final piece of the puzzle today. Oh, my God, that's so but, satisfying. Oh, it was so good. This is the thing about puzzles is they're not just great mindfulness, but they're great for, like, achievement-oriented people. It's like achievement-oriented mindfulness. For completionists. <laughs> um, but the irony of me finishing the puzzle today is that given the topic of this podcast, is that the puzzle has been a very big distraction this week and I've chosen to work on it during the day <laughs> <laughs> rather than doing work. So it's been very naughty of me, so I'm glad it's over because it's no longer a distraction. I'm not going to open a new one until the school holidays next week. So yes. <laughs> time to wrap up, Carl. <laughs> well, that just about wraps it up. And don't forget we have a Patreon page which keeps straight and curtly in your ears and covers our production costs. If you love listening to the show and you want to support it, just visit www.patreon.com forward slash straight and curly. And finally, jump into the Facebook group and share your thoughts with us about this week's show. Um, we would love to hear about how you self-sabotage yourself. Um, so we look forward to chatting more with you in there. Thank you so much for listening to Straight and Curly. This week's show notes and links will be available at straightandcurly.com. And if you have any questions or weird self-improvement hacks you want us to trial, you can tweet us at Kelly Exeter or at Smaggle, or you can email us at hello at straightandcurly.com. Whoa.